Well, hey, I am so happy to be here. And, you know, it's I'm laughing because it takes me so long to actually sit and do the podcast. Like I as much as I enjoy doing it, it just is hard. It's hard to feel like I've got good enough content and that I'm not being repetitive. And I just looked it up today. I am today will be my 40th podcast, which it seems like a lot more than that. But then there's some women that I follow that are on like their 600th podcast. And I know that the average is I'm above average for hanging in there and doing it. But I'm just not sure I'm going to keep going. I mean, I really like it, but it's a lot of pressure. And I don't see the numbers like really climbing and I'm not monetizing it in any way. I don't really know even how to go about doing that. And maybe once I do my research, I'll be able to pick it back up again. But also it could be that I'm like super busy right now with the 31 day sober guide, which has been super, super fun to put together. I You probably already know about my sober vibes. No, I'm sorry. My sober up to glow up program, which is a 30 day guided program. It's got videos and all kinds of information about how to get through day to day while you're getting sober. But I wanted to do it in a book form so that people could just download it or even print it. There's a workbook in there and it is awesome. So I have had my head down working on that for a while. So maybe it's just that I'm busy and also coming up with a cold. I have done everything I can to like not get sick. And I don't know if you know, but I do like all this TikTok stuff now, like onion water. I do garlic and honey and oregano with olive oil. I started like doing sourdough starters. What's the other thing? Oh my God. (laughs) I'm making apple cider vinegar from scratch, which by the way, it's water and apples and you stir it every day for two weeks and then you strain it and then you put it on the shelf for a while and it's supposed to turn into an apple cider vinegar. And then I guess the mother will grow which is cool. Like all this stuff I'm learning and my eyes are opening so much from sobriety. And I, I just, I don't know, I couldn't be more grateful to be alert. I just wonder what I would be doing right now if I was still drinking, if I would even be here. You know, I, I don't, I don't think so. This podcast would not be here. I would not have helped all the women I've helped. Like I just, it's, I I might be not even alive. Like who knows? So, man, I'm grateful for the mental clarity that sobriety has has brought me. I've got the video on right now because I wanted to show you I'm still in my pajamas. I've been sitting at this desk since 5 a.m. and it's now 1.30 p.m. I need to get up and take a shower, but I was working on that guide and I'm also finishing up some breakup with booze stuff. So I've just been busy and the chickens are good. So I got three chickens. And we're going to get some more tomorrow. They are going quick because there's like a big chicken craze right now. But I'm going to go get a couple more tomorrow. I didn't necessarily want to start chicks as babies again because it's seriously, it's like having a newborn. Having to check on them all the time and they're so little bitty and they're so cute, but they're not like all that lovey either. So it's like, oh, at least you get some cuddles out of a newborn. So we're going to go get some more chicks tomorrow because we don't have enough eggs. Like three eggs a day is not really enough. My husband's eating them all the time. Like he eats three a day, two or three a day. So 
it's just not cutting it. I wanted to make an egg salad sandwich and I couldn't have eggs or make some boiled eggs and we couldn't have eggs. So I'm just going to get a couple more chicks and it takes like six months for them to lay. So it's quite a bit of work up until then, but I guess you got to pay to play, right? So one thing I wanted to talk about today is how to know if you have a problem with alcohol. And the reason this comes up is because every time, every time, like clockwork, if I say, oh, yeah, I don't drink anymore. Or, oh, I'm, I'm a sober coach. They're like, oh, I mean, I don't know what this is, but it's an automatic response where they'll tell me, oh, I don't drink. I don't drink that much. I don't drink that much. People that I know damn well drink that much, you know. So it's just funny, funny, not funny that everybody has the same response. But I bet you deep down, because for deep down for a long time, I was wondering if I had a problem, even though I knew I did. Deep down, they're probably wondering. And so, or maybe you're wondering, maybe you're here and you're sober curious. So I'll give you a few signs. I have nine here that you may have a problem with alcohol. And if you determine that you do have a problem with alcohol, just know that you don't have to make a big deal out of it. You don't have to go to rehab. This doesn't mean you have to start going to AA meetings. Anybody can stop drinking for any time, for any reason. It doesn't matter. You don't have to label yourself because of any reason. People are stopping just because they want to. They're stopping because it doesn't feel right. They're stopping because it's not, it's no longer aligning with their values. I heard a mom say to me, or on a reel, it wasn't to me, but I took it personally. I took it to heart. She said, and this is Shay Sober, she's on Instagram. She said that when she was drinking, she would hurry up and go through all the motions and get her kid to sleep. And that was me too. Just hurrying up, just hurry up, go to sleep. Just couldn't wait so she could have her time, so she could drink, so she could, you know, do her thing. And now her kid sleeps with her. They go to bed at the same time. There's no rush. It's like cherishing all the moments. And so alcohol wasn't aligning with the mommy that she wanted to be. And so alcohol maybe isn't aligning with the fitness person that you want to be or isn't aligning with the person who wants to get up and go to the flea market on a Saturday morning early or who wants to start that hobby. You know, don't feel like just because you quit drinking, it has to be some big deal. It can be a secret. We'll keep it just between you and I. So here are some of the common signs that you may have a problem with alcohol. Number one, you have trouble controlling your drinking once you start. This is huge. This is huge. It's so annoying when my friends will have one glass of wine. I'm like, annoying. <laughs> I could never. I could never. Once you start, the party's on and you're going to just keep going and it's hard to quit at one. So that's number one. Number two, you feel guilty or ashamed about your drinking. So if you ever wake up at 3 a.m. and you're just like, oh, my God, what did I say? Or if you're thinking, I think I might be drinking too much. If you just feel guilty or ashamed, if you catch yourself with a glass of wine instead of hanging out with your kid, then that's a sign that you may have a problem with alcohol. Your problem could be little. Your problem could be huge. I'm just saying there might be a problem and it might be something you might want to look at. I remember, I mean, I just would never put the glass of wine down. I could never, I was, it was an extension of my hand. The minute I had my first glass, it didn't leave my sight. And when I talk about the freedom that alcohol free has given me, that's just one of the chains that has been broken. 
is that I'm not a psycho about it being in my hand and making sure it's filled. And where is it now? I've lost it because I've been I'm multitasking all around the house with my glass of wine. And just not having to worry about having it is just freedom. So if you've caught yourself feeling guilty or ashamed, you might have a problem. Number three, you prioritize drinking over other responsibilities and activities. This could be something like not making plans to go do something because that's your drinking time. This is a common thing, guys, like common, common is you stop doing the fun things and you start staying home to to your drink because number one, it's safer. Number two, it's just not as fun if you're not drinking. So why go out? You can just stay home and have your own little party, right? And that's just a common thing that used to be taboo. Like I remember hearing that back in the day, like, oh, you you have a problem if you, you know, if you're choosing this over that. And that to me seemed like a big deal. But we've made it we're you know what? I know what I know what happened is that we are so used to being home now from COVID and whatever that it just kind of seems we're not really shirking our responsibilities or activities. We were told to stay home. We've been staying home and now we'll just drink too. You know what I mean? It slid in here really kind of on the sly. Number four, you experience physical and mental health problems related to drinking. This is a big one. Do you ever feel hungover? You are just having the worst feelings about yourself, like self loathing. Your mental health takes a nosedive after you drink or during. So for me, I would start drinking, fun, 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 bubbly. Then it would go to aggressiveness and then maybe super aggressive and maybe crying and destructive behavior. And then the next morning, really bad mental health problems would come up because my emotions were just all over the place from from the alcohol. So if you're experiencing any kind of mental health problems related to drinking or physical, you wake up and you have a sprained ankle, or you wake up with bruises everywhere, that's physical problems that are related to drinking. Or if your liver hurts, and you say something like, Oh, my God, my liver is gonna fall out. I said that a lot back in the day and come to find out it actually was gonna fall out. I had a fatty liver. So if you're experiencing, don't brush it off like, oh, it's probably not the drinking because it actually probably is. At our age, it actually probably is. Hate to break it to you. We're not 28. I have to remind myself of that all the time. What else? Number five, you experience withdrawal symptoms when you stop drinking. Withdrawal symptoms can be as little as just being super anxious and snappy and irritated. That can be withdrawal symptoms. So when you wake up and you're hungover and the reason you drink again the next night is to calm that down, right? Because you're agitated and irritated and you just need a drink to bring that down. That's not normal. That's not normal. You can be calm without the alcohol, but you got to get the alcohol out of your system first because that, that alcohol is getting you all jacked up. And then in order to feel okay again, you have to drink more. That's a problem. That's an addiction. And we, we were all, I was doing it every single night. That's why the first one to three days are the hardest to quit because you're just like hurting. You're likely very hungover from that. And then you're just miserable and you need your next drink to feel better. So that can be a with, withdrawal. I'm not saying you're going to have sweats and delusions and all. You don't have to have high forms of withdrawal for it to be so. 
You know what I mean? I think a lot of us think, well, I, I'm not that because we have this picture in our head. But a withdrawal can just be really, really pissed off throughout the day waiting for your next drink. Or I know people that are only happy when they're drinking. And that becomes a real thing. I know you think that it wouldn't happen to you and this is how you are as a drinker, but it really does escalate. So watch out for that because, you know, and that that's kind of the withdrawal thing. You're just miserable until you have another drink. And then when you do, you're fine. And then you're pretty miserable very shortly after that. So it's just a, that's a nightmare of a cycle. Number six, you continue to drink despite negative consequences, such as relationship problems or financial issues. I have a friend who, when I first met her, she's another chicken mom. I don't know if she's listening to my podcast or even knows they exist. I met her and she's, I told her I was a sober coach. She told me she didn't drink that much. So I was like, oh, like I really, I believe, I still believe people. I really do. I'm like, cool. Yeah, you're a non-drinker. But anyway, then just like a couple of days ago, she said her and her husband decided to quit drinking altogether because they were getting in fights. And the only time they ever fought was when they were drinking. My husband had to just walk on eggshells all the time. He never knew who he was going to come home to because he works at night. So he never knew what he was going to get. And neither did I. I could never promise. If I'm drinking, there is no actual guarantee how things are going to go. And then financial issues. I mean, the DUIs that I've had, I didn't have the money for one $10,000 DUI, one $15,000 DUI, or all of the other added expense that came with getting those DUIs, not to mention the money I spent on actually drinking. So at my 500 day sober mark, my app told me that I had saved $5,000. I don't believe that for a second. It, that was the lowest amount possible because I just typed in that I spent $10 a day on wine. And that was my normal wine. But that was not including when I went and got those mega Merlots or when I went out to a friend's house or the Sunday brunches or the nights out or the all you can drink days or you know what I mean beach trips with the girls or any of that when we were just or Christmas or Easter birthdays we just loaded up on alcohol and I don't know how I ever had the money for that I have saved so much it says five thousand dollars I've saved in 500 days but like I said I think it's been more than that so the financial issues if you take a look only like only at what alcohol has cost you you will be shocked People think they don't spend that much, but when I walk them through it on a coaching call, they're shocked. So yeah, number seven, you need to drink more to get the same effects as before. Well, that slips up on you so quickly. One minute, you're totally fine acting a certain way with a certain amount of drinks. And the next minute, you need mega Merlots to even get you a little bit buzzed. So you're gaining weight, you're getting a fatty liver, you're making huge mistakes, you're drinking tons and tons more wine, spending more money and getting just housed, you know, because you're drinking more to get that feeling. And to be honest, I don't think that feeling that we're all chasing, I think we get that once or twice early on in our lives, and I think it's over. I think we spend a lot of our lives chasing that feeling, and it's not coming back. It's not coming back. If I stop for 500 days and, and drink again, I'm not going to feel euphoric. 
In fact, I think the self-loathing would begin before it even hit my lips. So yeah, we have to drink more and more and more chasing this happiness thing, this feeling that never comes and it's instant sadness. Tell me if you can relate to that, like instant self-loathing and sadness, maybe a spark, one spark of like, Ooh, this is fun. But then it goes to shit really, really quickly. Okay. Number eight, you have trouble remembering what you did when you're drinking. How about these apples? You may be one who never, ever used to black out. You have the memory of an elephant, but all of a sudden you're starting to not be able to remember things. Everything's a little bit blurry or foggy. Number one, we're getting older. So that's going to happen anyway. And this was part of my big realization is like, am I old? Or do I have brain fog from COVID? Am I stupid? What has happened to me? Because I could not, I had no memory. I had no brain power. Everything was overwhelming. I just could could barely hang on. So it's a big deal. Alcohol actually kills gray matter in your brain and does make you more stupid. It really, really does. That's why you're stupid when you're hungover. And, and it really takes away our memory memories from being made the memories aren't there so it's actually kind of devastating to the brain if you haven't heard huberman labs he does a youtube on what alcohol does to your brain and to your body and it's really really good i send this to my girlfriends whose husbands need to quit drinking or want to quit drinking or want to understand their want to quit drinking and it's really good because it's really straightforward. It's from a man. So I listen to that. It's Huberman Labs on alcohol. And last one for now is number nine. You lie about how much you drink or hide your drinking from others. And that brings us right back to how this conversation even started because you'll have people telling you that they don't drink that much. You just kind of forget. You're so used to doing it. It's not even a lie that you're meaning to tell. You really don't think you drink that much or you've denied it. Denial is real. What did my mom used to say about denial? It's not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> denial is not just a river in Egypt, she would say. Or she was the queen of denial. Okay, sorry, that was random. But yeah, so you may not be meaning to flat out lie to people. Like I'm sure my friend, my chicken mom didn't mean to lie. She's like, really drink that much. And I wonder, I mean, if we all just kind of believe that, because what is that much? It really depends, I guess, right? So I think a lot of us think if we're functioning, if nothing's really falling apart, then we're fine. But take a closer look, because if you're drinking, things are probably falling apart. They probably are, especially at our age. It's not like I'm talking to 18 year olds or 21-year-olds, or 30-year-olds, really I'm talking to 35 to 56-year-old women. And there are struggles that alcohol is bringing us, and there is no doubt about it. So if you're hiding the struggle from yourself or from friends, or denying how much you're drinking, or denying whether there's a problem, I get it. But it's kind of okay to loosen up and just, just kind of roll with it, okay? You're not alone. Almost every single person that I talk to, I do a lot of coaching calls and a lot of the women I speak to tell me that this has really picked up the speed in since 2020. And that's when we all kind of 
really went full throttle with our drinking. So just know that you're not alone. This isn't taboo like it used to be back in the 80s when my mom was battling um, alcoholism. It just wasn't cool back then. Not that it's cool now, but there's a movement now at least. At least we're all thinking about our health and the future. And there's it's time to wake up in, in a sense anyway in, with a lot of things. And this is going to open the door to people seeing so much more of what's going on around us. So I hope you do. I hope you are ready or going to be ready soon. I hope this podcast has helped you in any way. And I do. I get a lot of people saying, oh, I love your podcast. It helps a lot. I listen to it every morning. And I love that. And I, I do enjoy being here with you very much. Like I wish we were all in a room together, actually. But yeah, I just I got to edit this thing and I got to have it out by tomorrow morning, Thursday morning at 5 a.m. And then I saw I noticed this morning that most of the like successful women that are doing podcasts, they all posted one this morning. All theirs came in this morning. Um, like I was getting alerts like, hey, so and so, so and so. So I feel like I now need to start maybe posting on Wednesdays, maybe Thursdays at 5 a.m. Isn't the time. I just need to figure it out. I would like more of an audience. I want to help more people. If I can help you, if you realize that you do have a drinking problem and you just want to acknowledge it or want to see what the next steps are and don't want to go crazy and make an announcement and like do all this, you know, craziness, then let me know because we can do it on the DL. But also, I just created that guide that I was telling you about. It's a 31-day guide called Breaking the Cycle, and it's literally walking you through day by day by day by day for 31 days. There's challenges. There's call to actions. It's super interactive. It is like, I'll be like, okay, text me here or post here. There's tons of fun things you can do in there. Tapping techniques, breathing. There's yoga. And then there's a workbook in the back. So you can write your goals. You can track your triggers. Oh, there's a, a place where you can sign a contract to yourself. It is just freaking fun. I put a lot of work into it and I love it. And so you can print it or you can just get a PDF version of it. And I will post that link in the show notes here. And if for some reason you can't figure out the link or whatever, just text me. And let me know. Let me give you my text number too real quick. You can text me at 352-593-9233. It's 352-593-9233. Just text me the word guide if you want to talk about the guide. Otherwise, just text me and say whatever. And I will get back to you. All right? Have a great day. Bye.